Hello and welcome back to our series on experiencing God in a small group. This is lesson number seven. Today we're going to be talking about the goals that we share whenever we are teaching. So if you are being led right now to start teaching a small group, then this is definitely going to appeal more to you. If you are listening in and you know for sure that God is not calling you or asking you to begin teaching a small group, I still want you to listen in and and take note of the goal of the teaching because I think that as a learner, uh, you can you can take a lot away uh, from this as well. Maybe uh, maybe this will give you just what you need to listen into the teacher and say, okay, um, I I see what they're driving at here, I, and I can use this point to uh, build what I'm learning. So so listen in, take notes, and uh, just, of course, as with every lesson that we come to, just ask God to be the teacher and, and ask the Lord to minister into your spirit whatever it is that he needs to teach you for this uh, lesson, for this particular time. So let's open up with a word of prayer, and then we'll get into our content. So, Heavenly Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we do come before you, and we thank you, Lord God, for all that you do for us, the many blessings that you provide. Uh, Father, That e- even the blessings in disguise, Lord, sometimes we just don't see beyond the broken pieces. But, Father, if we would just brush back those broken pieces, then we would see a hidden glory, Father, something that, something that really is beautiful. But, Father, we just ask right now, in the name of Jesus, that you would open our eyes to see blessing all around. Father, that as we uh, go throughout this this teaching tonight, as we go through this course, Father, that you would just begin to uh, create a witness in our hearts, Lord God, that we would be able to not only reach others, but Father, that we would be receptive and allow you to reach us. So Lord, tonight as as we gather, I pray, Lord, that you would just uh, open the ears and the hearts and the minds of these people, Father. Just bless them and richly nourish their souls. In the name of Jesus and all God's children said, Amen. And so, as we look at the goals of teaching, there's there's really five main points to this lesson. And so this lesson's probably not going to take a lot of time, but I'm, I'm going to give you some stuff that I want you to be reflecting on. Um, so the first point, the first goal of teaching is that the teacher should always aid the student in entering into God's presence. Okay, um, and that's why we do things like open with prayer uh, in this group as, as we teach in this group and uh, we always, we always want to come to prayer first before we get into our content. I'll, I'll often give, um, you know, a little description of what we're going to talk about but there's always got to be that that initial opening of prayer. And whenever I pray at the beginning of a lesson, I always really try uh, to pray with the Spirit and and know what it is that God is asking me to pray. And uh, oftentimes those prayers at the beginnings of a lesson, they, they sound a lot the same. They're very similar. And that's okay. But the number one goal of teaching is to bring the student into God's presence. And that should be our goal no matter what the uh, no matter what the course is, no matter what the topic is. Um, you know, e- even if it's a, a small group that's really revolving around finances, sure, that's that's not really a super biblical uh, topic. There's a lot of scripture that go with 
um, you know, how to handle finances and, and how you should be a good steward. But it's not the same as a small group that's focused on discipleship. And so no matter what the topic is, the number one goal should always be getting into God's presence. Okay, so that's, that's for those of you who are getting ready to step out and teach a small group. For those of you who are listening in and you say, but I'm not going to teach, I just, I just hear God calling me to be part of the small group, then your goal is to, every time you meet, is to get in God's presence. Okay, what does that look like? Um, maybe that looks like you taking a little bit of a stand and talking with some people and saying, you know what, I really think that, um, that, we, that we need to do something tonight. I, th- I think maybe we need to just take a deep breath and just fix our eyes on God tonight. And, and you don't have to be the leader of the group to do that um, because that, that's, the, that's the beauty of a small group is that everybody kind of has a part. Everybody has a voice. And so if God impresses on you something like that to do, then speak up and do it. And, and just always focus on getting yourself into the presence of God. Okay. The second thing that is a, is a major goal of teaching, and this is going to tie into part of your homework assignment, um, is fulfilling the Great Commission. Okay. Uh, the Great Commission is a very detailed portion of Scripture that gives the Christians uh, who, who choose to read it and abide by it a really strong uh, way of life. It's, it's an instruction for a way of life. And so it's, it's important for us as teachers and, and as learners to fulfill the Great Commission, okay? If, if we're not fulfilling the Great Commission, we're missing something somewhere, okay? The third point, and I'm, I'm going to leave that at that because we're going to take that deeper here at the end. The third point as, as a teacher or as a learner is to be edifying to the believer, okay? Uh, so no matter what we are teaching, we have to teach it in godliness and holiness. Of course, we are not perfect. That's understandable. However, everything that comes out of our mouths needs to be edifying to the other believers, okay? So from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, this is what it says. It says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Major passage of instruction for teachers, okay? Um, When you look at that passage of scripture, you have to really understand what is unwholesome talk. Well, unwholesome talk can go a lot of different directions. There's, There's different levels of unwholesome, uh, there's kind of the, I guess you might you might consider them small, medium, and large in unwholesomeness, and and you just want to be careful because the scripture specifically says let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but everything that you say, everything that you speak, needs to accomplish something. It needs to be helpful for building others up. What, according to their needs, okay. And so, as, as a teacher, it's important for you to um, 
understand the group that you are teaching. It's important for you to have a little bit of background information, uh, have a little bit of background knowledge for each person in the group, and that's why um, as you come together in a small group when there's, you know, 5, 10, 15 of you, especially if you're in a large group, in a large church setting and you're boiling down to small groups and so maybe you you don't know each other super well it's important for the first you know several weeks to really sit and talk and say you know um, this is my name I live here and these are some of the things that I'm going through right now it's so important we talked early on about being transparent and being honest and it's so important to be transparent and to be honest in this situation because if you're not upfront about what's going on in your life then the teacher isn't going to be able to uh, say things that speak to your situation um, you know it's you you could potentially deprive yourself of really getting the depth of the content if you're not upfront honest and transparent okay um, we talked earlier in this course about always allowing there to be room for God's spirit to move. Never, ever, ever squelch the spirit. And so anytime that you um, see or hear that God is moving, submit to it. Okay? Uh, if somebody begins to speak in tongues, you you just zip it and you wait and, and you bow your head, you close your eyes and you receive it reverently and uh, wait for an interpretation to come. If someone, uh, you know, just stands up and begins to prophesy to the group or even to just another individual, don't, don't put a stop to it. Allow it. Uh, be reverent. Close your eyes if you have to. Bow your head. But revere the Lord. Uh, if you go back to Ephesians chapter 4, we just read verse 29, but then if you keep reading in verse 30, this is, this is again, great instruction for teachers. We look at verse 29. Do this. Don't, don't let unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but be helpful. Build each other's up according to their needs. Let it benefit those who listen. Verse 30. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. All right? No matter what you do, whatever it is, you allow the Spirit of God to flow, okay? Uh, you never want to squelch the Spirit, and you never want to grieve the Spirit. So just, and I know that, it, I know that it's difficult sometimes, but you have to learn to let go and to just let the Spirit of God flow freely through the atmosphere that you're sitting in, all right? And when you allow that, that spirit of God to just flow through the room, the edification will be unreal, okay? Um, so basically, this, this passage, this bullet point teaches us this. Talk the talk and walk the walk. Walk it out, all right? Don't just be the small group leader. Don't just be part of the small group. But live according to what is being taught, to what you're teaching, Okay. Uh, the next point, the next goal of teaching is to prepare the student for trials. All right. This is a big one. Um, 
so many times Christians accidentally fall into the uh, mindset that life needs to be easy. Life needs to go well. And there is some truth to that. There's some truth to the fact that, you know, Jesus Christ came, gave his life so that we would have life and have it more abundantly. Yes, that's that's the word of God. So we know that that's true. But what we also have to recognize is that in that abundant life, we have an adversary. We have an enemy who's going to constantly be working against us, constantly trying to knock us down. And so adversity is part of part of your life, part of your Christian walk, okay? People are going to tear you down. People are going to say things and do things and and you will not understand what it is but or 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 why it's coming against you. But folks, let me tell you that it, it doesn't matter where you're at in life. It doesn't matter what exactly is going on. But let me tell you this that that the Spirit of God allows, uh, yes, allows is the word that I want to use, allows for trial, for testing. Okay, Jesus went into the wilderness and was tested, was tempted, you know, uh, and, and experienced trial. And, and we're no different. We still have the trial, okay? Adversity is your final exam. And and it's hard, okay? If you think about a final exam that you take uh, in, in school or in any other course, they're, they're generally difficult because there's content. There's mass content to a final exam. And so adversity is your final exam whenever you go through a small group setting. It's, it's your final exam in your walk with Christ. So the, the book of James teaches us this. It says, be ready for the test of faith, essentially. Uh, so, I mean, I, I, I would highly encourage you. The book of James is only five chapters long. And I really do encourage you to take the time Uh, just to read the book of James and and gain some understanding from it. If you have not read the book of James, uh, there's really a power-packed punch in that little book because he really teaches about how you should look at trials, how you should look at adversity. And, And so as a teacher in a small group, you have to focus on preparing the student for a trial. As a learner in a small group, you have to focus on how you're going to face the trial. You have to pull something out of the teaching that says, I'm going to make it, okay? Um, Sometimes it'll be the absolute hardest hit that you've taken in your life. And you have to raise up against it and just say, no. I'm going to overcome this through the power and through the authority of the blood of Jesus because I've been washed by the blood. I am redeemed. I am whole. I am bigger than this. The word of God tells me that if I have faith the size of a mustard seed to look at a mountain and tell it to be removed to yonder place and be cast into the sea, that it has to obey. 
all right? And, and so when, when you face adversity, when you face a trial, when you face opposition, chances are you're doing something right. And we struggle with that. But this is just this is the fact of the matter, folks. When you when you are up against a wall, you just call on the name of Jesus. And he will see you through. Alright, so prepare the student for trials and students be ready for trials. All right, the final point that I want to touch on uh, for this lesson before we jump back up to fulfilling the Great Commission is to build up believers in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. All right, Uh, and again, this comes from James chapter 1. So, um, really, and I know that that kind of goes hand in hand with what we read from Ephesians to be edifying to the believer and to build one another up, but... There, there's something to be said. When, when scripture repeats itself, it's because there's a message that really needs to be understood. And, and so I think that the reason that these two points are repeated here, um, edify the believer and build up the believer, yeah, it means the same thing, but there's something to be said for that. There's something to be said in, in the building up of others, okay? Uh, obviously, our goal as as Christians as fellow believers is always to build one another up don't want to tear each other down Um, but know this when we look at scripture and scripture says build one another up I personally view that as a command I don't view it as a suggestion okay and and so whenever I read the words of Ephesians 4.29 I don't really see any room for question. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building up others according to their needs. That's a direct command of scripture. And and sure, it's not one of the 10 commandments, but it's a it's it's written in commanding language. And so we need to we need to heed that and we need to be able to build each other up. And, and encourage one another to seek wisdom, to gain knowledge, and, and to seek understanding. And so, again, I want to encourage you, if you have not, read the book of James at some point um, and, and take notes, highlight in your Bible, underline, um, ask, ask the Holy Spirit what he wants to show you as you read. It's going to be really good for your spirit. The book of James is so, so good. It was one of the first books uh, that I truly picked apart and studied in depth, and I really, I really benefited a lot spiritually from doing that, and I think that you will too. So as we go back, um, as as we bring this lesson to a close, I want to go back to fulfilling the Great Commission. This is a passage of scripture that uh, is rather rather familiar uh, to most believers, and unfortunately. The reality of familiar passages is the familiarity. Uh, they, they become so common to us. They, they become so everyday. Okay? Um, and, and so this is what I want you to do uh, this week. Is, is When you finish listening to this lesson, when you, when you uh, set everything down... 
I want you to open your Bible to Matthew chapter 28 and just begin reading, beginning in verse 16. Okay, Um, that's where you're going to find the start of the Great Commission. And I, I just want you to take it and read it slowly, okay? Don't speed read it. I want you to read it word by word. And as you read it, I want you to have your journal at hand. And I want you to really be asking God as you read to just teach you something. I think that that's probably uh, the greatest thing that we can do is just be with the Holy Spirit, okay? So so get into Matthew chapter eight, uh, 28 and begin at verse 16. It's only four verses, okay? And, and as you go, I want you to read it slowly. And when you think you've read it slowly, I want you to read it slower. And ask the Lord after each sentence that you read, Father, what do you want to say to me about that sentence? Okay? E- even even, even the first sentence, okay, that, that maybe it doesn't look like God's ever going to say anything to you about this sentence. Then the eleven disciples went up to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. Okay? At the end of that sentence, that's your starting point. Father, what do you want to say to me about that sentence? Okay? And then you go to the next sentence. Do it with every sentence and do it very earnestly with with, with sincerity of heart and ask the Lord to teach you something new from the Great Commission. Ask the Lord um, how to better fulfill the Great Commission in your daily life. That's your homework assignment. All right? And and I I do hope that you will uh, take that. It's, It's not that... Um, that I want you to have something to do, but I want you to grow spiritually from this. And I think that when we come into God's presence and search the scriptures, I think that we do um, a, a great deal of growing. And so really spend that time. Uh, I obviously cannot force your hand on that, but I can encourage you. Uh, and then this is our closing scripture for this lesson. It comes from 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 5 says this, but the goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart and a good conscience with a sincere faith. The goal of our instruction is love. Right? So when you look at the goals of teaching, these are the things that you should be able to share. You should be able to share love, a pure heart, a good conscience, and a sincere faith with those people that you're teaching. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you again for this time. And I pray, Lord God, uh, that for those of those those of us who are going to sit down uh, in, in the next hours or even in the coming days to study the Great Commission, I pray, Father God, that you would even now, in this moment, begin to pour out your Spirit upon them, Lord God, that, that each person who comes into your presence uh, to, to be taught by you, Holy Spirit, that the teacher, the resident teacher, I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that they would find themselves refreshed and renewed by what it is that you are going to teach them. And I pray, Lord God, 
a, a special anointing to fall upon them, Lord. That, that as they sit with their Bible and their journal at hand, that they would feel the power of your Holy Spirit move upon them. Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would just pour out your blessings, pour out your Spirit, Lord God, upon their flesh, that they would know that they've known that they've known that they have been with the Lord at the time that they closed their Bible for the evening. And Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray for strength. I pray, Lord God, for wisdom, for understanding, and for encouragement for each one of those who will hear this message. Father, in the name of Jesus, touch them. We do pray and ask, and all God's children said, Amen and Amen. God bless you, and we'll meet back here in a few days for lesson number eight. Take care.